What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Actors with Issues. I am your host, Juan Ayala. Today's guest is actor, dancer, and singer Colin McCalla, star of Tyler Perry's Ruthless on BET Plus, and has also been on Fox's 911 and most recently CBS's SWAT. Colin, what's up, buddy? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How have you been, man? How's how is everything in these times of corona? For you good man uh, i mean yeah i think that I, I i've been just going a little stir crazy um <laughs> i have i don't think i left my house in like four weeks um i didn't go because i didn't know i could, didn't go home for the holidays and then i think and i just like stayed in and played a bunch of playstation um and yeah it's kind of been life um now that auditions are auditions are starting to come back again which is nice you know give me something to do um getting back an acting class which is nice but still haven't left the house so just a little 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 you know well, that look crazy. But again, again, we've been in this for nine months, so nothing new. How about you, man? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, uh, being in New York, uh, fortunately, they got things a bit under control. So, um, uh, you can, yeah, you have you have places. My to job go. at the gym started back in September. Uh, I mean, they you guys can go to the gym. The... Yes, gyms are a thing here. We reopened in September. Yeah, so wow. it's been nice. Wow, could not. getting to lose that wow. COVID weight and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn, must must be nice, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we you know we did uh, the the particular location that I work at was mm -hmm. in a designated like red zone, so we were forced mm -hmm. to close for a couple weeks back in October, and so they could mm -hmm. get shit under control. Right. right. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me in particular, I think auditions sort of ramped back up in October. Um, mm -hmm. October, uh, late November. Um, but yeah, it's just been, um, you know, certain things have, have, have been taken away like indoor dining and yeah, um, some other stuff because people being hardheaded in the middle mm -hmm. of a pandemic and yeah. um, it's affecting a lot of other stuff, you know, the theater, the Broadway reopening keeps yeah. pushing back no, and pushing back. Absolutely. And um, yeah, but um. Right off the bat, uh, by the time this episode goes up, your episode of SWAT on CBS would have gone up. Um, yes. So feel free to spoil whatever you want because <laughs> this will <laughs> this will be a couple weeks after okay. it comes yeah. out. So uh, yeah, Good what was know. your what was it like auditioning for that um, in a time when we're not in audition rooms anymore? And what was it like on set for you? Yeah, man. Uh, so it's funny enough. It was just, it was one of those things where like, it was, I really, I really don't like to do this and I don't advocate for this, but it was one of those things that was like small enough. It was just a few lines. So, and I, and I, and I was, I just, I had just gotten back to LA in October and I had like no one around me because I was in like Long Beach. I was staying at Airbnb in Long Beach because I just moved into an apartment and it wasn't ready yet. Anyway. So I like read the lines with myself basically back on like a voice memo track and like, just it was like it was like it was like ridiculous because it was like it was like there was like gunshots and supposed to be like fire going around and i'm just like in my little like crevice in my you know my airbnb so it's just like you know you gotta raise the stakes yourself um and i was just kind of like well it's what i gotta do but somehow i booked it uh thankfully you know uh <laughs> reading with myself um and then on set it was i mean it was it was it was it was super fun man i mean i got to i got to dress up as a firefighter which i never thought 
I would ever be able to do. Um, it like low key made me want to be a firefighter. There were like real <laughs> firefighters on set and they were like, it was just like, and they were like, you know, giving us tips and like teaching us how to hold the hose. I never got mm. to spray an actual water hose, which I was kind of upset about, but, um, but, but it was super fun. I mean, we got to ride in the truck. I mean, it was definitely like kind of hot, but uh, I mean, it was, it's like, it's not hard to act when you're in a space like that, you know? And like, you're just mm. in it, you know? And it's, it was super, it was super cool. And um, what was it like on, uh, I mean, pre between your audition and then uh, mm -hmm. finally being on set with like the COVID protocols and all that stuff? Like, was yeah. there anything? And I mean, you know, seeing the crew in masks and all that stuff and, and face shields and right certain things moved away. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, comparing it to sort of before, what was what was it like? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know, you have to get tested like, you know, two or three times before, um, you know, you can even get on set. Right. So mm. that's like a whole period of like, you, I'm even less inclined to leave the house. Cause like, damn, I don't want to lose a job, you know? So right. um, that's kind of an added stress. And every time you have the test, you're like, you're holding your breath, like shit, you know? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I mean, once you're on the set, I mean, it's fine. I, the, the crew is actually really, really cool. Like, I feel like recently it's just, it's cause I'm, you know, obviously I like to be a social person on set, but when everyone's, you know, hiding away behind a mask, it becomes like kind of harder to do that and connect mm. with people. Um, and, but, but it, but I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to be there for five days. So, uh, you know, by the third day I was like, actually, you know, be able to, I was actually able to, uh, you know, get to know people, get to know people and like have a rapport with like, you know, the, the costume, costume girl and, you know, the makeup artists, um, which I was thankful about, but so I, yeah, I, th I don't think it really hindered, 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 hindered too much once you were on set. It felt very chill. You know, I only got yelled at to put on my mask like twice. <laughs> like between takes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh i had a sim somewhat similar experience it was um only one day i got to work on on a on a series uh recently and the you know the covid protocols everyone had face masks and face shields and um on the day of i had like two tests taken prior like mm -hmm. uh two days and the day before uh, and then the day of was a rapid test and they're just like, okay, you can go wait in your, in your dressing room. And then you're just like eagerly awaiting them to come and tell you, you tested negative so you right, can go to hair and right, makeup. Right. Right. And it's like, I've been nowhere, but the lift back home. Cause I'm like, I'm not getting on public transit for, right. for all mm -hmm. the, you know, to, to get to, cause like, like you said, the last thing you want to do is, is lose out on a job. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, I know what I do, who I see and all that stuff. So it's like, there's no way I could have tested positive, but you, you really never know. Which is you kind still of have that, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And then it's like, what happens um, in a, a recent uh, interview, uh, a recent episode of the show, um, was chatting with someone that, like, you know, like, then poor casting has to go crazy looking for a replacement. Looking if you do test negative and you're not yeah. cleared and they're like, oh, God, who was our second choice? <laughs> right. I wonder how they did. Like, what if you test like negative all like day of on set? You know, like right. what what do they do? Like, it's crazy. I feel like they that. then have to check who else tested because then it's like, okay, you were here yesterday getting tested, and it was right, 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 negative, and that was positive. It's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. it's just it's it's crazy. This whole extra layer, yeah, uh, of security and of of you know of mm -hmm. care that's being put on sets yeah. and um. I mean, the show I worked on, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it had to shut down for a little bit because like oh, wow. there's, a high, there's a a high ranking crew member tested positive or a cast member tested mm -hmm. positive. So then it's like, okay, everyone get tested again. Everyone. Yeah. 
and stay put for a couple days and see uh-huh. what happens. Right. It's crazy. Crazy. Man. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, within, you know, the next six months, we'll uh, be on the other side of things. Yeah. So before uh, you mentioned before that you recently got back to LA or, or right before mm-hmm. yeah. you filmed. Yeah. So yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I, when the pandemic hit, I was kind of, I, I was still in college and wasn't in college physically, but it was virtually in college. And then I graduated mm-hmm. virtually in May and it was kind of like a nomad um, so I had no like? place to stay. Uh, it was very stressful. Your like, last semester <laughs> had to be. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> it was very stressful. Um, so like, luckily my cousin had a place in LA. Um, so me and my friend crashed at my cousin's place for like the last two months of school. Hmm. Um, and then I was like, basically I was, I, I my, my sister was doing a, a, a play in San Diego and before everything shut down. And then when everything shut down, they like let, they had housing for them and they let them stay indefinitely. So that was super nice. So then I stayed with her in San Diego for a few months. And then I booked Ruthless in July, which Mm. was like the gift of (laughs) like the best gift anyone, like the universe just basically was like, here you go. Like, here's a job. And here, like, cause I was just like, I just graduated college in a pandemic. I had no idea I was doing broke as hell, just scared for my life, you know, just like, (laughs) so that was really the best, best, best thing that that could have happened. And that, um, that I was in Atlanta in August and a little bit of September and then came back to New York to stay with my family for a little bit before moving officially moving to LA in October. Jeez. That's been the kind of last year for me. In Ruthless shot in LA or did that shot in Atlanta? Shot in Atlanta. Yeah. Gotcha. Gosh, that's crazy. Right out of college. Like it, in, you know, booking any, like when I booked um, my most recent roles right before the holidays, they wanted mm-hmm. to cast everybody before the holidays, right before the right. hiatus and all that. Um, and, you know, I was just coming to terms. I'm like, all right, year is almost over. Not going to book anything in 2020. I mean, but then it's like, all right, give yourself a break. Dude. <laughs> the industry was right, shut right, down right, for right, right, right. more than half the year. Right. Um, and then just like, you know, blessing from from the heavens, just like very feeling very blessed, very fortunate. Yeah, very in a time where very few people are working, getting to Absolutely. what we love. And get paid Absolutely. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Not no, just I mean, doing what we love because we can do what we love. Yeah. All we want. Right. But getting paid to do it. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. huge. I mean, that's something I've been thinking about a lot in the past few months, just like gratitude, man. Just yeah. really, and just like being thankful to be in a position like this because it's just like so few people get to, you know, get paid to do what they love. I mean, especially, yeah. I mean, especially actors, you know, like, so it's just like, I just been really um, cognizant of it these past few months and just super, super, super grateful to be able to, to be able to work, man. So hopefully something 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 else comes up soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> back to the grind. Moving in the the direction that it currently is, yeah. as long as that's upward, right? Because um, you know things are changing constantly, um, mm. and and this industry is is as if it wasn't already filled with uncertainty and constantly changing and and adapting to the new things like um like with streaming and all that, there isn't mm-hmm. so much of a traditional like pilot season. Right. Um, right. Right. Cause uh, in things like Netflix are just pumping out like a new movie every week or a new show right. yeah. or something. So then it's like, they're just filming stuff constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So um, you mentioned college briefly, but I just wanted to mm-hmm. touch on that on what you studied in college yeah, uh, and I, uh... how you still <laughs> fell in, not fell in, but I'm sure. Cause uh 
but yeah so actually let's go let's go let's go before that how did you get started uh with acting when did all that start for you um i mean yeah so we're we're, we're going way back here like <laughs> i think i think i forget the it was like few times so there's like a period when i was in i remember when i was in like second grade hmm. um I, my sister's five years older than me she was doing a she like did some like little play at her her middle school or something and all of, and of course, like all the adults were just like super excited. She's getting all this attention. You know, she's singing dance on the stage. And I was like, she's whack. Why is she getting all this attention? I could do this. <laughs> so that was literally my, that's the first memory of motivation I have to like act mm. and like to be on stage. Um, you know, so I remember I did like a, a play in my second grade class um, and uh, I was just like super hyped about it, but I didn't get a chance to like actually act again until um, my my seventh grade, seventh grade. Yeah. And I was, uh, my school was doing a musical, um, guys and dolls. Mm. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, this is my time to <laughs> show my family that I'm amazing too. Um, <laughs> and it turns out actually I, uh, so it was a high school. So I was going, I was in a school that was like K through 12. So mm. their musicals were, um, like for all ages basically. Um, and somehow the seventh grader got the role of nicely, nicely Johnson and guys and dolls which mm-hmm. is like one of the, one of the, one of the supporting leads. Um, and it was, it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the rock, rock, the sit down. Rock yeah. the um, and uh, so I did it. And so, so, and, I, and it was amazing. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, but the great, the cool thing about that was afterwards um, the school also participates in this like regional theater competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bunch of these reps, like look at all these shows from uh, basically like, you know, the Tonys, but for like these regional theater basically. And I won the award for outstanding child actor. Oh really? <laughs> in, a, in a in a high school show, yeah. So that was like, yo, wait, I'm kind of nice, you know. Like I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, since then it was it was a wrap. But um, you know, moving forward, you know, fast forwarding ahead six years, I mean, I I went to college for applied math. Um, mm. My parents were always very like, you know, acting is not a profession; it's a hobby. You know, like you'll never make any money; it's not stable. Da da da. You know, the usual things. And me being a very pragmatic person, I'm like, hell yeah! Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do that. Like, that's stupid. You know, like, I'm not going to, you know, waste something, whatever. Um, but then of course, you know, alas, two years into college, I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> maybe let me just, let me just try. We'll see what's good. Cause I actually, I went to Pomona college in, um, which is an hour East of LA. Um, and subconsciously, I think I wanted to go there because I knew it was close to LA and I knew that like, I wanted to just be around in case, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then, you know, lo and behold, I just started a few years later, I started getting in the game, just started doing student films. And uh, then I kind of just took off, you know, kind of the passion, the passion grew and I just kind of had to let it and it festered. And I, I just, you know, made the mental decision. I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. That's what I want to do. Mm. Was there any time that you were in school that you wanted to just like, did you end up switching majors at all? Or did you just no, like, no. still, okay. Got it. Yeah. Cause I was in a, I was in a, I mean, so I, I was in just like a liberal arts school. Right. I mean, there's, I, realistically i wouldn't have gotten a lot of value from pursuing a theater degree you know because you you could first of all you can do the plays without being a part of the major so like my freshman mm-hmm. and sophomore year i did all i did most of the most of all the plays there um and i didn't take a single class you know um because you don't have to um mm-hmm. and also like i knew i wanted to get the applied math major because at that point still too it was like you never know you know mm-hmm. um i still wanted to it's funny because it kind of turned into like a thing where it was like, okay, I'll pursue this as a career, like maybe three years after college, after I get a job. And then it became like, 
okay, maybe two years. And then like, it became like, okay, wait, I'm going to pursue it after college, you know? Um, But whole time, you know, instead of like taking classes and really taking a major, I like use that time basically to like drive in and out of LA during the latter half of my junior years and mostly senior year to like go on auditions and, you know, do all these student films. And um, I was lucky enough to secure a presentation before the start of my senior year. Mm -hmm. So all of senior year, basically, you know, I was like going in and out of auditions and I booked my first co-star during that time. Um, so I was, you know, driving back and forth all the time. I mean, I was, it was, it was absurd. I mean, my grades were terrible. My, like, <laughs> like, I'm not like, if you're a college student listening to this, like, I don't recommend it if you, if you actually care about your GPA, <laughs> like, you know, cause I had to sacrifice a lot to do that. Um, yeah. but it was worth it. It was worth it. Solely worth it. That's so funny. I have, you're, you're not the first guest to, to, to bring up that point that, um, uh, one of I'm trying to think our most recent episode of released, but by the time this comes out, this would have been uh, a couple weeks before that. Um, uh, an actor named Gage Bannister. He was a couple hours out of Atlanta. So I think, so he would like, you know, drive back and forth to, to do acting classes, but he was also in college mm-hmm. for, um, oh God, I don't even remember. It was like mechanical engineering or something like that. Like oh, something just yeah, not yeah. at all close to acting. Right. 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 And he's like the more, uh, the more he had to invest into school, the less he, like the more he got obsessed with acting. Mm. It's like, I don't want to do that. I want to act I yeah. Wanna yeah. Do this for, for a living. And, um, <clears throat> and he said the same thing. He's like, yeah, my grades were, were pretty terrible. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, the couple acting classes he took were great. And then <laughs> the other grades were, were awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, and once you, once I commit it, it's like, once you commit to that idea of like, you know, that, you know, like you allow yourself to say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to pursue. It's like everything else just kind of falls flat, you know? Yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> uh, I mean, it happened with, with, um, with me at one point, I actually switched majors away from theater because of some family pressures, you know, being mm-hmm. the child of immigrants. It's not exactly an artistic career. Yeah. Isn't something that they absolutely are going to encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, ended up switching back to theater and, fast forward to today it all worked out we're fine (laughs) we're not starving artists here (laughs) yeah 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 right right um so at any point during your career so far um Mm -hmm. it can frequently feel very distant for us um getting to that sort of status of like a working actor Mm -hmm. um did it ever seem unachievable to you yeah yes yes and no i think there's some days i i really remember this when i first got signed and i first started auditioning professionally there was this kind of this thing in the back of my head that was like oh like i look too weird to be on tv or like i'm just not i'm just not like everyone else like i'm not like not necessarily i'm not good enough but it's just like i just don't fit I, you know, like these weird things that like we tell ourselves and it's just like that I just like would get myself down on, you know, um, because I didn't like book like the first three auditions I went out on or some, you know, <laughs> yes, you know, just because it's just ridiculousness. Um, but and then, and then that, that feeling, you know, kind of creeps in. I mean, even today, sometimes I'm like, you know, damn, like, you know, I'm not pretty enough for this, whatever, this, that and third. But I think beyond all that, you know, I, I think I think about it. I, I think about it again. And I'm like, wait, no. Um, I wouldn't be doing this if I, if I didn't think it was inevitable. So 
and 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 if I didn't think it was achievable, you know, so it's like I'll have those moments of doubt, but then immediately I'll kind of like double back and be like, wait, wait, no, 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 we're in this for a reason. We got to this point for a reason. Hmm. Um, you know, there's obviously like things that are there are things that are encouraging. You know, like the fact that I had at that point gotten signed. I mean, at this point, the fact that I've you know I have worked, I have you know gotten callbacks, I have you know been complimented by people that are high up in the industry. You know, there's things that you need to, as an actor you need to hold on to because otherwise you can you can crash and burn with all the rejection. Yeah. And, you know, there are all these little um, milestones that we achieve uh, as actors and places we have Mm -hmm. to get to. Mm -hmm. And for whatever, like we're striving and striving to get there. But then once we get there, it's like not enough for whatever reason. Or we fail (laughs) to really recognize in the moment how uh, how difficult it was to get there, like just Mm -hmm. getting a rep. There's so oh, many yeah, actors yeah, out there like dude. struggling, submitting yeah. constantly to get a rep. We finally get one, and then you kind of forget about all the other people who are oh, yeah struggling to get one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember I think I when I got my agent, I think I, I sent out 50 emails to 50 different agents or something like that, and she was the only one that responded. Like one of 50, you know. Yeah. And it's just like well, I, I shudder thinking about it, you know, but it's just like, it's just like, it's, you know, that, that sometimes it's all, that's all you need, you know? Um, and, but it's, it's just, it's scary. Cause it's just like, yeah, what if you didn't say no? What if you didn't say yes? You know, would, mm-hmm. would, I, would I still be here? You know? Um, I don't know. Kind of crazy. Yeah. And there's, um, I mean, like with the pandemic, I signed with a great manager during mm-hmm. the shutdown. Nice. They were looking to update their <clears throat> roster and, and people mm-hmm. were either moving or quitting the business or, you know, mm-hmm. all these different things are going on. So a lot of offices were looking to. So then it's like, OK, if the pandemic didn't happen, I wouldn't have gotten this great rep. I wouldn't have gotten this booking mm-hmm. X, Y and mm-hmm. Z. So it's not <laughs> it's, it feels very selfish to be like, you know, look at the bright side. It's like it's a pandemic, Juan. A lot of people have <laughs> we've lost a lot of people to this pandemic. Yeah, um, yeah. But then yeah, it's like, you yeah, know, yeah. all these little things that may not have happened uh mm-hmm. had the pandemic not happened or had the business not shut down yeah. or X, Y, right. and Z. I yeah. I think I think it's fun to think about those things, like all the little things that I mean not the pandemic is a little thing, but like you know, and another example, like just all the little things that add up, you know, that lead to that moment, you know, when yeah. something something actually works out. Um super cool so it's like, fun how do you decided not to email that particular agent that particular agent right exactly or you know something whatever can't think of anything but yeah <laughs> their wi-fi been out that day and had their wi-fi been out that day right you know like all well, these yeah exactly things. just all these different things you know yeah just and then just you the, achieve that and a lot of times we neglect all the hard work that was put into it before and and yeah. how fortunate we can be i feel like that happens a lot with with artists we mm. are and it's always like in hindsight, we're grateful, but in that moment, right. we forget about mm-hmm. uh, gratitude because it's just, just yeah. so much on Absolutely. our minds. Go to look at an actor to focus. So. <laughs> I think that we're also just, maybe not all of us, but I think there's just kind of this like perpetual, not unsatisfaction, but especially with acting, I feel like there's always something more, you know? Mm. Like there's always going to be a next step we're trying to achieve. You know, um, whether that's getting that's getting signed or that's getting that first co-star, getting that first guest star, getting that first series regular or getting that first series regular on a good show that people watch. You know, that's like right. there's always going to be like something, something else that's just like, ugh, you know. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, have you, have you watched Soul? 
I haven't yet. Have no, no, no. I haven't okay. had I haven't had time to, unfortunately. I feel like that movie like made me feel so much better about just um where I was in my in my in my like how I should feel about my career. Mm-hmm. I'll say I, I think you should I think you should watch it. I think actors should watch that movie. And um yeah. I've yeah. seen a few people talk about it on like I've seen posts on like Facebook that it reminded yeah. them, it like reignited their passions or made them mm-hmm. grateful about about certain things. Um yeah. that's on Disney Plus, right? Yes, yes. I totally, I totally, totally recommend it. I think I really related to it. Any actors listening, if you haven't watched Soul yet, go watch Soul. <laughs> yeah. And go watch Ruthless on BET Plus. Woo! This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. There's a segue. So what was your experience (laughs) like on uh, Ruthless and what was your audition experience like? You said you booked that back in July? July, yeah, yeah. Um, So another just absurd, absurd experience. Um, The audition process, not so much, but well, okay. So it was was weird. So um, I get this audition. Yeah, in July, I do it, you know, send it in. Um, and then I get the same audition again, like a week later and notice that like, it says re-release on like the actor actor breakdown. So they, I was like, oh, they re-released the character. I was like, dang, but like, also they wanted me to read it again. Like, I was like, was there any notes? Like, do I send in the same thing? My manager was like, I don't know, just, you know, do what you do. So I was like, you know, all right, screw it. So I, let me, I was like, let me do a different thing. So I, I, I put on a, I put on a turtleneck and I put on some glasses and I was like, let me just, let me just come different with this character a little bit. Um, yeah, I was in a clubhouse with the casting associate the other day and like, she actually was like, yeah, like you changing it really set you over the edge for this role. Mm. I was like, damn, I mean, it's just like the things you don't even think to do. Um, yeah. Um, so, but luckily enough, you know, I, I had that second opportunity. So I did that and then it was like two pages, right? This was just was so crazy to me. Like the audition was like two pages and then I get a few call, like a call a few days later. It's like, oh yeah, that you, uh, they, they like you. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, sure. And like, and then, and then a few days later, they're like, oh yeah, uh, we think it's gonna come in. I was like, oh cool. And it was like a recurring role. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I was like, I was super excited about it because like, oh, I get to go to Atlanta. But I didn't realize the scope of it until like I got like the third call that were like, okay, I'm sending you the offer. You're shooting 29 episodes, and you're like 29 major, major character. And I was like wait, what? I was like, <laughs> me, like me, like, I'm not just, I don't have like two lines in like two episodes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in tw- 29. So I just like that, like I flipped out, dude. Like I, I was like, and that was like, wait, I can't get COVID. I was like, I need to, I need to hide. I need to like, I, I was like, I need to hide. Like I need to hide for three weeks. And cause I had like three weeks before I flew out and I was just like, uh-huh. oh my God. it was, it was, it was like, it was like all this like amazing, like, oh my God, to like, all this like anxiety and then even better i got a call a week later they were like actually we're upgrading your character to series regular so i was like so it was just like yeah it was and it just and it's just so crazy because the audition page the audition scene was two pages like for real two pages and somehow they were like yeah this kid and then i got the scripts and i was like wow i have a a lot of lines here what (laughs) you know how they're letting me do this and they're like, yeah, who let and, this happen? Uh, yeah, they're just gonna happen. But then the crazy thing about the way Tyler Perry shoots is that we shoot like a lot in a very short amount of time. So 
I, so we, we basically shoot like a hundred pages a day. So like, I had to like be what? ready. I know, I know, I, I know, dude, it's insane. What? So I had to like, I had to like be like, I had to like study for like three hours a day uh. for like three weeks, basically to like show up on set and be able to like be like off book and ready to go. Especially cause like we shoot so fast. We basically only get one, it's one take. I maybe got two takes like twice, three times maybe. So you got to be like off book, ready to go by the time you show up on set, you know, like, Jesus. and it's just, it's crazy, dude. Like, it feels like, it felt like I was in a football game, you know, like, like when I was in there, but so it was just a lot of preparation, a lot of, you know, um, just anxiety about COVID <laughs> and, uh, but it was amazing and it was, it was so fun. And like the, thankfully, like the other cast members were just like, I mean, everyone's in the same boat, right? So everyone's so supportive and, mm. you know, they're obviously all so talented. So it was really, it re- ended up being a lot easier than, well, I want to say easy, but it didn't like, I was like, there was a genuine point. was like, am I going to be able to do this? You know, like, am I actually going to be able to pull this off? And I was, you know, and I, and I, and I felt good about it. Um, and now Tyler Perry, like texts me sometimes and is like, Hey, <laughs> I'm watching this episode. You're doing really good. I'm like, okay, Tyler Perry. Thank you. Like, <laughs> um, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, kind of wild. Jesus. I'm still yeah. stuck on a hundred pages a day. Cause I've worked on yeah, shows yeah. where it's like six pages is 14 hours. Like, yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So how long did it take to fit those 29 episodes was like the whole season or was it broken so, up to multiple so- seasons? It was so it's broken up into multiple seasons because what they did was they had shot season one last year, but or 2019. But because, um, but Tyler, they had like a mid season premiere, mid season finale, so they had time before the mm. rest of the season one aired. So Tyler rewrote the second half of season one and like introduced all these new characters <clears throat> and then basically had them also do season two at the same time. So we did like the second half, like the rewrites of the second half of season one and then season two. Um, gotcha. So all that, which was, um, yeah, we shot about hundred pages a day, about two and a half, two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, it was crazy. Yeah. You filmed I mean, that many episodes in less than yeah. three weeks. Yeah. Jesus. Tyler <laughs> Perry, that, isn't man. That what? Is it absurd? Yeah. It's just, it's just somehow he figures out a way, man. Somehow he figures out a way. And, uh, cause it's just like, you really like, you really have to like witness it to, to believe it. Cause like, even before we started, like even when I was on set, like more top of the morning, I was like, I don't, how are we doing this? Where, but. Here somehow, but then, today, just came to a stack of like. <laughs> oh dude, the sides, like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a binder. It's like the daily <laughs> sides is like this big. So it's just like, oh, it's man. so crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny. So like, anyway, yeah. Um, but it's also just super fun. It was just like super fun to just like. I'm assuming they were. Um, I would hope that yeah. they're like open to improvisation, in Adelaide. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So much. Yeah. They're like and just get from point A to I point mean, B. Just point B. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just however you get there, just get there. Also, Tyler would like throw lines at us on the spot, like he would just. And, you, and sometimes I would be like, "Wait, are you talking to me? Are you telling me to say this?" <laughs> you know, like and he would just give us lines on the spot. So that was also super fun. Like. Um, and it's fun to see like what improv moments actually makes it into the show and you know what doesn't um but uh yeah it's it's it was just it was just it, it felt like you really got to play you know once you like as long as you know you're prepared and you show up like with your lines memorized for sure like mm. it's really just it's really just fun like you really get to play 
I feel like on on future bookings, whenever you're back on, like if you're on like a network yeah. show that does those eight pages a day, you're gonna be like, guys, can we move? Let's go, let's go. Well, so that was the funny thing. It was like when I did SWAT, which was like, I think a month and a half after that, it was like, uh-huh. it was either similar thing. And I was like, I was like, oh, all of a sudden I have 10, 10, 10 takes to do this, you know? And I, and then all of a sudden, like when it got to my coverage, all of a sudden I just forgot my line. <laughs> I was just like, oh, well, and I started something. I was like, wait, <laughs> you know, just so absurd. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely like, I'm definitely like, all right, definitely got that vibe of like, oh, wow. We're shooting eight hours, six pages in eight hours. What? Come on now. <laughs> Yeah. And Tyler's yeah. shows are very character driven and they're not like some network shows that can be like yeah. big set pieces and kind of like yeah, spectacle exactly. and all that. So yeah. it's kind of understandable. And I mean, we also hear of like the old school soap operas that, you know, they release mm-hmm. right an episode a day. So right. they're right. filming like, you know, filming a yeah. ton of stuff. Um, yeah. And it's really, I feel like you were basically a like actor's boot camp. Like if you've got this down, you're, you're good for, <laughs> for anything else that's going to come down the pipeline. I like to think so. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what, I, I can't imagine anything like that would make me need to work that hard. <laughs> you know, like, Superhero. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm ready. I'm ready, Hollywood. He's ready, guys. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to touch a bit on uh, something you mentioned Um on approaching acting as a business and sort of that perspective um, and yeah. what you what you can uh, say about that. Yeah, um, I actually, I've actually made like a, like a kind of a TikTok series about, about this kind of stuff, mainly just about business tips, you know? Um, and so, you know, check me out on TikTok if you wanna, if you're interested. Um, What's your handle? But, uh, I think it's- Are I think they it's called handles on TikTok? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like JC McCallum, my Instagram. Um, but yeah, so I mean, cause I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in like, you know, you have to, you have to be smart about the way you approach acting. Right. I mean, you know, and, but acting is a business, right. I mean, and I think that a part of the reason why I got to the position where I am is because I'm not just a good actor, but I'm also, I think, you know, I, I got to give credit to myself that I'm like, I'm, I'm making smart decisions. I'm not being dumb, you know I'm, I mean? And a part of that was like learning the right way to uh, go about finding reps. I'm not saying I don't say there's a right way, but I think that just like doing my due diligence and doing my homework mm. and like how to approach how to approach reps and how to um, you know do 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 get done what I need to get done. You know, make sure my resume is formatted the way it needs to be formatted. You know, and um, you know, getting my getting my clips all in order, my headshots. You know, um, just kind of those things that. Uh, I feel like people take for granted, you know, I think that mm-hmm. it's really important to invest in yourself as an actor, you know, whether that's with good headshots or, um, you know, good acting classes. I think it's, you know, I, I was in a lot of credit card debt, you know, um, mm. you know, just, at, you know, doing things to, to make sure my package was complete and presentable. Um, Cause at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right. You know, your first impression to casting directors and, and agents yeah. and whatnot. So I think it's, it's really important for, you know, actors to, to treat themselves as such, you know, and treat their packages as such, you know, you are, you are marketing yourself, right? You have to know mm-hmm. how to market yourself. Um, yeah. And I think that can be undervalued sometimes. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. Um, one of the biggest things that uh, I, I've noticed young actors, um, whether it's on Reddit or one of the gazillion Facebook actor groups that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Is, TMFA. <laughs> yeah, TMFA. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love TMFA. I've met some great yeah. people. I'm pretty sure that's how I first 
like yeah i mean that's how i that's how i met you i mean yeah i think you posted that thing right uh yeah that i needed yeah, yeah I, was, the, I was casting the, a pilot reading for a, a right. writer friend of mine that we did over zoom a while ago um yeah i forgot that's how we met it's it's so hard yeah. to, to to remember how I, I meet people these days especially like um you know i hit people up on instagram to be on the to be on the podcast right, or, or right, right. shoot them an email or visit their website or whatever um but one of the things that i noticed the most with young actors is that sort of neglect or hesitation of 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 investing in mm-hmm. in themselves as a business and seeing it that mm-hmm. way um mm-hmm. and then thinking that okay i got an agent i got a, a manager my work is done i don't have to do anything anymore and it's mm-hmm. like uh, nope they i feel like i've heard a ton of people say it but it's like they get 10 percent of the cut so you still got 90 percent to work for mm-hmm. um and especially things like uh something as simple as a resume making sure it's formatted properly i see mm-hmm. i've seen some pretty horrible resumes yeah. um some headshots that look like someone just took a picture of you in front of a wall right or, or whatever and it's like uh or seeing a lack of character in the headshot i'm very big mm-hmm. on headshots especially as like as a photographer and as someone that um is very into the marketing side of stuff um mm-hmm. when it comes to acting like making sure your like package is, is like as perfect as it can be because mm-hmm. we you're not going to get in the audition room or you know quote-unquote audition room these days uh the self-tape room yeah um if you're package isn't up to par because there's so many people who have like clips from multiple network stuff and features Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and like you know i've seen some pretty bad reels too and i'm always i always give detailed feedback i'm like here's how to edit take this out take this out take this out and and that's definitely one of the biggest things that i've noticed uh with actors is that um that lack of of viewing it as a business and it's a make or break type of thing too I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, um, cause then today it's like, if you don't see yourself as professional, how are you, how do you expect anyone else to? Mm. Right. Um, yeah, man. So I'm super passionate about that. Um, and something else I wanted to, to, uh, touch on is audition prep and mm-hmm. audition, uh, like anxiety, because, yeah. um, there have been more self t- there've been certain self tapes lately, that I'll read the sides and I'm like, this is due when in an hour. Right. <laughs> and it's like, Oh God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. those are the ones that end up like <laughs> nailing it <laughs> or whatever. And then the ones that you work on for, for two hours. Right. Are the ones that you end up like bombing the most. Cause that anxiety gets to you. It's almost like the, that rush uh, yeah. of adrenaline is what yeah. has you nail it. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah. What can you share about, um, about sort of tacking audition anxiety and stuff like that. It's funny because, you know, if you were to ask me this a week ago, I feel pretty confident that, you know, I don't really face that anymore, but I literally just got my butt kicked by like a 15 page audition that I did this weekend. And I did, I think I was spending, I spent six hours on it. I spent, I spent six hours on it. You know, I was, and it was, it was giving me so much stress because I was like, am I right for this character? That are all these things that were like going off in my brain. And when it finally clicked for me, when I was, when I remembered that I was like, wait, no, this is supposed to be fun, right? Mm. Like this is like supposed to be like a thing that I like to do, not something that gives me stress, right? So then all of a sudden, like, I just started, um, I just started less thinking about like, you know, less putting pressure on myself and more just like enjoying the words. And like, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird way to say like have fun, but like, 
it's why we love to act, right? I mean, we got to remind ourselves why we love to act, right? I mean, mm-hmm. in auditioning, you know, while these self-tapes are really this kind of, you know, really can be this cold kind of thing, um, at the end of the day, it's still a chance for us to perform. It's still a chance for us to do what we love to do. And mm-hmm. that is to act. And that is to connect with someone um, and, and make someone feel something. Um, and I think I just, and in that moment, I, my friend, I was thankfully reading with a great friend of mine who just like me had a, reminded me of that. And then we like just did the scene, like mm-hmm. not in front of a camera, but just like basically acting, you know, just like, just like, just like I sat across from him, he sat across from me, we just did it. And it turned into something that was fun all of a sudden or again, you know? And then I was like, okay, wait, yeah, now I remember what this feels like. And then I got back into it and then I got into it and then we got it done. Um, and then I think, yeah, so for overall, I think that, you know, a, l- a large part of tackling this anxiety for me is, is, is not being afraid, not being afraid to have fun with it. Not being afraid. I say, I say this, I kind of say this kind of a lot. Don't be afraid to act. I feel mm. like a lot of us have anxiety about, you know, maybe not fitting the character um, or overacting, right? I mean, th- those two kind of things may be, may be kind of similar, but I think that, that that fear always holds us back because I think it, it, it makes us afraid to make choices. It makes us mm. afraid to um, be bold and, you know, be fearless and, and, make, and do things that <clears throat> maybe, you know, we're afraid to do. Because, but at the end of the day, like there's, a, there's also a fundamental like, thing behind it where it's like if everything has an honest motivation if we can find like something honest to motivate you know everything we say or do you know in an audition like then you don't have to worry about overacting you know Hmm. you know i think that i think that um you know as long as anything you do comes with a place of honesty then you know um you don't have to worry about it being forced or because it shouldn't it should feel natural it should um and that's part of the work too you know when you're prepping an audition you know you have to make sure you find a reason to say everything you're saying you know find a reason to um, do everything you're doing. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. that reason comes to you while you're doing it. Um, maybe not necessarily the prep work, but it always, you know, yeah. It's kind of my, that's kind of a long-winded answer, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's um, even the motivation behind like gestures, reactions, a simple Mm -hmm. eyebrow raise like Mm -hmm. little things like that that the camera captures that I think sometimes those of us that started in theater and did that a lot we have to everything's big and bold and fill you know perform for the back row and 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 then when we transition over to tv and film we tend to forget like oh no this is a tight shot it's right here yeah yeah (laughs) I don't have to do all that stuff so it's like um you know less is more for sure yeah um but again, I think that I, I I don't want to I don't want people I don't want less is more to encourage people to to not do anything, you know. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that that is that can also be just a trap in and of itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like not being like, you know, I'm not gonna be loud because I have to exactly I don't have to project to the back, you know. But mm-hmm. like, um, you know, just finding if if, if I want to be loud, like there's a moment that makes me loud in this scene. It's then it's and it's and it's one moment you know it's very specific there's a reason i raise my voice here um you know things like that um yeah i mean so a great and some of the greatest things i feel like i've taken out of some of the acting classes i've taken recently is just like thoughts um mm. i don't know if you've heard this you've heard this kind of terminology but basically just like thinking your character's thoughts you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and something i when I, I was working with some friends on some tapes recently it was like the best acting sometimes happens when you're not saying anything mm when you're just listening, right? Because then, because then as a, as a viewer, if you're just listening um, and you're actually listening, you're actively listening, you know, which is what actually what we should be doing, then as the viewer, we can actually see 
then we should, then we, then, then we can understand that you're thinking something. Maybe we don't know exactly what it is, but you're thinking something, you know, you are acting. Um, and I think that is the, those moments I think are some, sometimes the funny fun, most, most fun for me, you know? And I think the, the, the basis behind that is like understanding what your character's thinking. Right. And your characters think what your character's thinking is should be what you, th- you should be thinking, you know, as a natural reaction mm-hmm. to what's happening. Um, yeah. Again, sorry. I kind of went on a tangent there, <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah, what podcasts are. It's just tangent after yeah, tangent. Right. right. <laughs> Especially right. those about acting. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I find that most actors and most of the guests on the show could just talk for hours about all of this yeah, stuff. Because yeah, there's just yeah, so much yeah. to talk about and every experience Absolutely. is different. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, active listening is definitely something that I had I had to, or that I didn't even realize I had to work on. Because um, mm-hmm. when I was working on Blindspot, I... <laughs> the the characters that i often worked with were um like the comedic relief of a very tense fbi thriller so it's Mm -hmm. like they're giving you so much and your characters just reacting to all of their foolishness because it's like i'm an fbi lab tech who let you in here like you know it's one of those types of things um Mm -hmm. so then i was a bit spoiled because of that Mm -hmm. um so then going to um the most recent show i worked on and not having been on a set for over a year at that point Mm-hmm. um was like oh i'm rusty this is you know active listening being one of those things that i i yeah. realized i had to sort of work on again mm-hmm. um especially in scenes where like i was um in the scene i was playing a reporter listening to something that was going on and then interrupting so it's literally just like acting and like you know the turn around the camera's on you you've got to give them more than just yeah that <laughs> right you know right, you've right, got right, to right. to give give the camera a bit more uh mm-hmm to work with and, and you know in the editing room right. especially it's so weird to think about all that stuff when you're like on a when you're just trying to act like but the editors and <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of stuff yeah no i've i've also started to think about that too which i never yeah. thought about when i first started but yeah like <laughs> like did i do that in the wide yeah, shot right did I exactly, my hand? exactly which hand was that yeah. in <laughs> yep 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 and that's kind of just adds another layer of stress on set but yeah where's the script supervisor <laughs> right right oh gosh yeah it's the stuff they don't um, this is then, not yeah. the stuff it's the stuff that they don't teach you yeah in school no matter what yeah. program you're in they don't they don't absolutely talk to you about continuity um, <laughs> but no i mean i totally agree i mean listening is hard man i mean that's i think the note i mean that is the note i probably get the most when i'm getting coached now is like you know really 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 understand really taking in what my scene partner is saying and and mm-hmm. you know um reacting to that and and connecting with them you know because i think that again in auditions we get caught up with ourselves we get caught up we get caught up with who we should be who who, who um you know what we should be doing um and then that that what we should be doing is is you know what we need to throw out the door right um because yeah. at the end of the day i think that yeah i mean it, it can be can be just kind of sit sit in some sit in what whatever that character's truth is and and, and listen and connect and um let it happen not fun yeah you <laughs> know <It> all- <laughs> It all goes back to um, to what you were saying about like everything having a motivation behind it, yeah. and and it's all connected. The motivation, thinking your mm-hmm. actors' thoughts, and and right. and all of that. It's all, it's all mm-hmm. connected with like that that foundation. Yeah, exactly. They all kind of circle like, each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all connects back to the that foundation we get in when we're in a class and we're talking about like mm-hmm. your character's backstory and, and all that stuff. And, and mm-hmm. that balance of between you, the actor who has to remember his blocking for the camera, but also mm-hmm. the motivation behind why the character is being so still, you know, it's like, right, right. Exactly. 
Because mm-hmm. as anxious human beings, we're pacing, we're moving constantly. We interrupt people. Only mm-hmm. in TV and film and theater are there monologues. People <laughs> in real life don't let each yeah. other do monologues. They're like, no, right. no, no, wait, right. hold on. You know, right. <laughs> they cut right. each other right. off. They interrupt. Not in TV. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's another thing too. Sometimes it's like at the end of the day, we got to also remember that. Yeah, we're, <laughs> it's, it's TV. <laughs> yeah. We got to forgive ourselves sometimes with that. Yeah. <clears throat> heightened reality. <laughs> heightened, heightened reality. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, I uh, just want to do a quick rapid fire round of uh, questions. We've got some new ones thrown in here. Uh, so awesome. we're going to start with coffee or tea. Tea. Hero or villain? Villain. Screen acting or stage acting? A stage. <laughs> TV or film? Film. What is your most recent binge watch? Um, industry on HBO. Who was your childhood celebrity crush? Um, <laughs> Jessica Alba. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> Uh, what film franchise do you want to join? Oh, Marvel. Easy. I, I, I feel like everyone says that probably. Everyone does. Yeah. But wait, <laughs> like, maybe not Marvel more specific. Star Wars. Yeah. Is, uh, is, there, is there another one? Wait. I feel like uh, I can't think of anything. But yeah, I feel like that's just the go to. There's not so many franchises left. That's the thing. There's, yeah, there's not so many franchises. Exactly. Uh, do you have a secret talent? Um, hmm. Do I have a secret talent? Uh-huh. like are you good at impressions accents um <laughs> can you riff like crazy i i i have a good creole accent i don't want to do it but my dad's but I, I, have a, I have a good like haitian creole accent because a lot of i have a lot of haitian family well um, the next question is your favorite accent to do and can we hear it <laughs> oh god i used to do this like whole like skit when i was like a little middle school i <laughs> Don't know if I feel comfortable doing it right now, though. Um, <laughs> but it's been a minute. Um, but I do, I do enjoy a good British accent. When I, when I, we and my friends are drunk tonight, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hop into, you know, hop into a little British, a little British, British action. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, it's a bit bro? posh, you know. A bit posh, you know. And that's why I love <laughs> British TV. I love to watch because it just, it, you know, it gives me. I love, I love the lingo. I love the terms. I love the slang. Mm. You know. The terms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, who is your dream co-star? um sarah paulson good choice <laughs> yeah uh favorite tv show of all time um it, that's 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 tough a, a year ago i would say game of thrones but <laughs> mm. or whenever after before that season finale came out i would have said game of thrones but not anymore um <laughs> um this is gonna be weird I'm not gonna say this is my favorite TV show of all time, but this is one of my favorite TV shows in the past two years because I like I think that's best better better answer. Um, you on Netflix? I don't know why I love that show. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it's just I think it's I get actually it. one of my favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you rather do a character-driven drama for three seasons or a ten-season hit sitcom? Character-driven drama, hundred uh, percent. Person you'd like to trade places with for one day? Um, probably dang um 
That's a hard one. Who would I want to show? Maybe Leo. Probably Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. I wanted to see how he views the world. <laughs> I want to just understand how this man views the world. Yeah. Uh, when were you the most starstruck? Um, oh, yeah. I had a day playing role that was honestly was cut. Ended up being cut <laughs> on oh. the prom on Netflix. <laughs> Um, and literally it was Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, Keegan-Michael Key, Kerry Washington, all in the same room. What? And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I need to go hide in the corner. <laughs> I was like, I can't be Dang, here. Dang, they got cut. Oh, man. Yeah, it's fine. All good. Uh, uh, someone from history you'd like to portray? Oh, um, Michael Jackson. Hmm. Uh, if you weren't an actor, what would you do? Um, probably be a computer scientist. And that was kind of the path I was on. Uh, do you have a favorite quote? Um, shit. I feel like I do, but I'm just forgetting. <laughs> Maybe I don't. Um, probably something along the lines of something along the lines of of living in the moment. Mm. and no time like the best of this shitty quote but something something along of living in the moment and lastly in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young performer don't be afraid to be good i like that <laughs> yeah i feel like we're told a lot to i don't know that just that really rang that really like that hit home i don't know why yeah I don't know why either, like, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> I don't know, because I feel like a lot of the times we're told to like stay humble or like, yeah. you know, yeah, don't oh, don't overreach or whatever. And it's like, mm -hmm. or just don't be afraid to be if we're fucking good, be yeah. good, you know? I think, yeah. Man. Uh, thank you so much, Colin. Uh, this was awesome. Where can yeah. we, uh, where can people find you on social media? Yes, please. Uh, J.C. Macalla on Instagram. I'll spell that. J-C-M-C-C-A-L-L-A. J-C-M-C-C-A-L-L-A. Also find me on TikTok at that same name, I believe. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for having me. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues, and you can follow me at Juan Ayala Official. Yes, I'm one of those people that has the word official and their Instagram handle in case they Love become it. famous one day. Uh, a big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juan Iala. That's Colin McCalla. And we'll see you next week.